Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. Hi, how are you? Welcome to another episode of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. I am Doc Holliday. Isaac, what you smiling about? What's up, Doc, man? Hey, you know what? Listen, I can always tell when it's football time because they got the U.S. Open that's currently being played up in Flushing, New York right now. Uh, I was just watching. You got two uh, Americans battling each other. Uh, one is a hometown girl here, Miss uh Stevens, she's from South Florida, and Keys. So Keys versus Stevens uh, is a pretty good matchup right now, man. So uh, uh, they're looking good too, Doc. They in shape. So you can tell football season from when, I guess, yeah, when tennis yeah. jumps off. Yeah. U.S. Open, okay. As, no, no, as soon as the U.S. Open is over, that was my point. As soon as the U.S. Open was over, it's time for the first regular season games. You know, we just finished preseason where the checks were small and the stats didn't count. Now the checks are going to be big and the stats count after this U.S. Open is over with. Well, you know what? The stats didn't count for dudes like you. For dudes like me, the stats count. You know what I'm saying? And just speaking of that, man, you know, the preseason is over for the L.A. Rams. and You know, I don't know what we learned or what we didn't learn because we really didn't have any starters playing. We didn't have any people playing to earn a starting spot. And, you know, uh, for the sake of it, since it is preseason, looking at the preseason, I mean, you know, I – the position I wanted to really focus on, of course, is because I'm a running back and I wanted to see what we were going to do with the running backs. Now, the Rams did last week. They traded for Sony Michelle. We talked about that a little bit, you know, over text message, but our first time addressing it. I love the move, man, because we needed a, a, a veteran. We needed a backup running back who could come in and probably be a starter if our new starter, Daryl Henderson, goes out with an injury. So I like the move trading for Sony Michelle. How about you, Ice? Well, you know what, Doc, that, that position was going to be a position by committee anyhow. I mean, it was going to be Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. But uh, unfortunately, right now, and fortunately, it's going to be Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle right now. So Sony is a guy that comes in, has a lot of uh, uh, experience at the position, uh, comes from that, that empire where, uh, you know, you expect to do your job at a high level no matter what. And I think he comes in with a mindset that I think he can help us, man. So I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he's probably coming into a contract year. So he has a lot more incentive really to play well and uh, actually be available, man. So you got responsibility uh, of, you know, being able to, if need be, take the starting job from Daryl Henderson and have Daryl be that backup guy and be 
of the mindset, listen, my contract is online this year, so I got to really show the Rams what I can do. And being in, a, being in an offense that features a running backs like we do, not only just handing them the football, but throwing them the ball out of the backfield, I think he has, he'll have a, a lot of opportunities to show that he's a versatile running back, three down back, and maybe, uh, you know, go somewhere and, and uh, blossom. Hopefully it's here with the Rams. Now you made a good point. Possibly come in and take the job from Dale Henderson because you got it because Cam Akers got hurt, which means you really gave it up when Cam Akers came in and took the job from you last year because, you know, they drafted Cam, but they wanted Daryl to do some things. I like the fact that now Daryl, because when he had those couple of dudes behind him, Xavier Jones and Jake Funk and Raymond Kless, now two of those dudes have gotten hurt. He may have gotten a little comfortable. So now, bro, there's no room for you to get comfortable because Sony Michelle has shown, like you say, he, he can be a starting running back in this league because he has been a starting running back in this league and he has played well. So Daryl has to be on his P's and Q's, not only when it's game time, but I'm talking about in the film room, you got to know your assignments and on the practice field because that's some pressure that this number two RB2 is putting on you. But a lot of times, Isaac, you know, that competition, we see if dudes really got that dog in them when they got to compete and they see another dude that's breathing down their neck. I mean, for every position, you know, other than quarterback, you want to see some competition there. And, and, and let's say defense alignment with the great Aaron Donald there. Uh, it's funny. We haven't mentioned his name probably in the last three weeks on our show, yeah. but um, you know, and, and who's to say doc, who's to say that we're finished. Who's to say that Les need is finished scanning the horizon to see who may, uh, you know, come up on the waiver wire and who can come in and possibly help us at that position. We said, we're going to have uh, a running back by committee. So, I mean, that that eye is still out there because when you don't have, uh, let's say, a, a premier running back at a position, you're always looking to upgrade until you get one of those premier running backs. And that's not to say that one of these guys won't turn into a premier running back uh, for the Los Angeles Rams. I hope they do, Doc. I mean, that, that'd be better for us. So it's going to be uh, one of those divisions, man, where we need every man that's on the team, all 50. 53 that makes the roster is going to be needed this year just to win the division. And that's a good point, man, because the division got a whole lot better in the offseason, man, especially those Arizona Cardinals and, you know, people that they've added and, uh, you know, the Seahawks always doing their things with Russell Wilson. But even with the Rams, man, before we get off the running backs, I know we went into last season with five running backs. Look like now, you know, guys got hurt Xavier Jones, even though it looked like he was, you know, he was playing pretty well, man, against that first string defense. Uh, against the Broncos, but he's hurt. So now it looks like we're going with Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, and Jake Funk. Gonna go it possibly. You never know what the Rams are gonna do, but those are the three. So Jake Funk has come came in and uh, pretty much solidified him a spot on the roster, which is huge, man. But I also want to talk about that running back now. I mean the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Of course, that's QB one. Jo John Wolford is QB two. Uh, but hey, man, Bryce Perkins. Isaac, my man has played well this preseason, and it's, you know, I guess it ain't going to be hard for the Rams to cut him, but I like the fact that they probably know they're going with Wolford and Stafford, and P Perkins has gotten a lot of work, which means he's gotten a lot of work on film, so the Rams have given him a chance to showcase himself to everybody else, man, and uh, I, I think my man deserves a, a, a spot on the NFL team, not specifically, you know, with us, but even if we did carry three running backs, especially the way things, I mean, three quarterbacks, especially the way things going with COVID, uh, I would think that'd be a smart move, man. 
Well, I tell you what, Doc. I mean, it's not over till it's over. I mean, we we can sit here outside of the room and speculate who's going to make the fifty-three man roster, but then there are also some surprises because, like we talked about recently, probably two shows ago, that a Bryce Perkins man, his skill set is what is hot right now in the National Football League. I mean, you see guys in San Francisco, you see guys in Houston, one trying to get out of Houston. You see, you see guys other where other places with a skill set where they can extend plays throw the ball down the field and just give fits to a defense coordinator. That's what Bryce Perkins also has. And uh, he'll be a great changeup. Hopefully we don't see him this year, Doc, because our, our starting quarterback is having such a great season. We won't have to see him, but uh, maybe we get, you know, that first round by heading into the playoffs. He can start that game, but his skill set is what is alive in the national football league right now. So it's going to be hard to keep him off a roster this year. It is man. And just, I mean, the preseason is the preseason. I like to give these guys some shine because I was once a dude in that situation that needed to do some things in the preseason to get an opportunity. So, but it is the preseason. We haven't seen the starters this preseason, and we weren't supposed to see the starters this preseason. So now the preseason is over. Now it's time for the season to start, man. I, we we don't play until another week or so, but you know we open up against those Bears. But so it's Sunday night football, right? Sunday night football. I mean, it's huge, man. So hey, bro. I mean, now it's time to get ready, man. Now is the time for everybody to kind of key in. So now, Isaac, from you, what you think our vets need to do from this point on? Because cuts are tomorrow, and we'll know about the 53-man roster on Tuesday. But what the vets need to do to get prepared from now until the first game of the season, because I know they've been competing in practice, probably not hitting as much. But now it's time to really key in, man, because uh, shit gets serious, bro. Oh, absolutely, Doc. I mean, and hopefully their mindset has been such you know, since the first day they stepped in the training camp because, you know, you already knew that you weren't going to see much time at these preseason games. It's an automatic day off for you. But at the same time, your mentality, your mindset was being prepared to play the Chicago Bears. Um, hopefully they've been watching film, get familiar with uh, Coach Nagy, the way he likes to run his offense, the defense coordinators and the guys over there at Chicago. Hopefully they've been getting familiar with that. And, I mean, one of the biggest things is that um, they've named a starter in Chicago as far as uh, quarterback concern, is concerned, and uh, Andy Dalton. So, I mean, I'm happy with that, Doc. I'm happy that they'll put Andy Dalton out there uh, and let him play. He's a bit more less mobile than the rookie that they drafted out of Ohio State. I mean, I think that guy's going to have a great career, Justin Fields. And, um, you know, he's going to be a, a, a headache for a lot of defenses once he takes over that starter job. So, and plus, Doc, it's an NFC game. It's one of those games that, you know, it, who knows what kind of seasons the Chicago Bears will have. But if you win this game, you know, you'd much rather be playing in Los Angeles, the SoFi Stadium, if you meet this team again in the playoffs and instead of playing outside in the elements where it can be, you know, eight, nine degrees in Chicago uh, around January and February. Hey, but, you, you know, and before we get to the first game again, though, I'm, I'm just thinking back. Bro, I, I mean, it's me. I don't. I know it's the preseason, but, bro, I don't like to see – I just don't like to see 0-3. I mean, I just don't. We went 0-3 in the preseason. I know it don't mean anything, but still, it don't look good to me, though, man. I mean, I see you you nodding your head now, but what, bro? I mean, I don't like to see 0-3, man, even though it's the preseason. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> that, that, that'll help everything. Don't look at it, Doc. I mean, because it, it's situational football at its highest level, Doc. I mean, because you want to see – the funks of the world. You want to see the Perkins of, a world, of the world in a certain situation and see how they either rise to the occasion or if they sulk, man. And the preseason games are actually the only time you can get that. Or 
if you're scrimmaging versus the Dallas Cowboys in practice. That's the only time you can get that because you have actually no idea what a defense can throw at Perkins uh, or a defense or a pass blitz that can come for Funk versus another team, something that he hasn't seen and see how he, he, he reacts or responds to it. So that game's type action, man, I mean, it's situational football at its highest level. It is, man. Hey, hey, but you know what? Hey, it's a guy that I didn't heard that, that this dude here may get cut. Now, that's a dude I used to talk about last season, man, and I had to eat a little crow. But, uh, hey, uh, he the longest tenure Ram, man. But Johnny Hecker, hey, bro, this this Corey dude, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, so I don't want to mispronounce it, Corey Baroquez or something like that. Hey, I don't really pay attention to the punters, man, but this dude been punting really well, and, Johnny Hecker set to be made, uh, set to be paid a lot more money than the Corey guy, man. So, if the Rams do cut Hecker, bro, I would be kind of, you know, I would be kind of shocked, but really not surprised because Hecker he did have some good moments, but his overall season last year was kind of, you know, what we expect from Johnny Hecker. But since you like punters, you know, I, I don't really deal with it, but you like punters. I mean, would that shock you if the Rams do get rid of, uh, uh, get rid of, uh, cut? Uh, Hecker and go with the guy Corey Bajorquez. I don't even know how to pronounce My bad, Corey. To to tell the truth about it, Doc, I would be super shocked. I mean, Hecker has just been uh, what you want in a punter for years. You want a guy to be there for a long time and to make Pro Bowls, make all pro teams. He's done that. And if the Rams were to cut him, he won't be unemployed very long. I think someone will scoop him up even off waivers. Uh, whatever his his price tag is, so it, it's it's not a uh, a competition battle that he's losing. He may be just fighting against uh you know his cap number, so his cap number may be a little too high for the Rams. But at the same time, he's earned it, and I think you know I mean we should keep him on board, man. Yeah, true that man. I, I yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Pecker made me eat. He made me eat my words a couple of times. So I, I, we know he can. We know what he can do in clutch. So regardless if yeah. his twenty twenty season was 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 big or not, he made some big kicks and. You said we haven't mentioned Aaron Donald this. You have. We haven't mentioned Aaron Donald. We ain't had a reason to talk about him because he hadn't played. But he's still one of the best defenders in, in the NFL. Now, the best defender to me in the NFL. So as we look forward to this first game, and the Dalton Aaron Donald finna come bust your ass, man. And I'm pretty sure AD can't wait to get out there and go to work, bro. Yeah, man. I'm sure these guys are chopping at the bit. Um, You know, some huge statements that have been placed into the atmosphere, you know, by, by Coach McVay. I, I think um, if I quote him right, he says that it will be a travesty and it will be all on him if Aaron Donald didn't win a Super Bowl under his tenure. So uh, those are some huge words right there, Doc. So I think, you know, coming out and knowing that your, your head coach has your back, your uh, defensive coordinator has your back, I'm looking forward to seeing what the defense looks like uh, on game day, game night, come Sunday with, with the addition of uh, – uh, the new defense coordinator, and uh, just see how the guys mesh together, man, how we play together. So um, Aaron Donald's going to be mentioned a lot this year, and uh, it's fortunate that he gets prime time in his uh, opening season. And what is it? Is it uh, seventh or sixth year, eighth year, ninth year, uh, whatever AD? it is? Bro. Yeah, I think, yeah, 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 something like that. Seventh, eighth year, something like that, man. He's been raising hairs since he yeah. got in. Yeah, so he gets prime time, man, as he should. Now, and speaking of the defense, we got we do have a new defense coordinator and Raheem Morris, and it doesn't concern me at all because, like I we talked about earlier, if Raheem Morris just 
don't let his ego get in the way like a lot of coaches do and be like, I want to come in and change all this and let them dudes do work like they've been doing work. I'm not concerned about the defense at all. Definitely not concerned about Jalen Ramsey. Now, we still, you know, kind of see who's going to be on the other side of him. But I think Darius Wilson got all that. But, I mean, I ain't really worried about the defense, but I, I am like everybody else, man, this, this offense, bro. I think Matthew Stafford he is that dude, but as far as you're concerned, what does success look like to you as far as Matthew Stafford after the first game? Or can we even look at the first game? They be like, don't let's look at the first game. But what does success we after the first game we look like? Oh yeah, it's on now. What success yeah. look like to you as far as Matthew Stafford concerned? Well, Doc, I, I don't think Matthew Stafford gets enough credit for his toughness, his ability to show up be on the field. You know I mean, you look back at Detroit, man, from what I heard from his former teammates, uh, you know, I got a chance to spend some time with Megatron not, not too long ago. He's always available, Doc. I mean, the guy has 42,000 career passing yards right now, entering his 12th or 13th season as it is right now. So success for uh, the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford, it's obvious it has to be a playoff win for him because that's something that he's never had. Just he's been in the playoffs, but getting that W and bringing that W back to Los Angeles, you know, probably one or two. If we if we get two, Doc, I mean, we're in the, we're in the show. So um, I think that's success for him. He's definitely going to be there every game, I believe. And uh, the offensive line do a great job keeping the guy upright and uh, being able to showcase what he has best, man, which is a strong right arm. Uh, he's very accurate, uh, likes to push the ball down the field. Uh, Coach McVay was talking explosive plays all offseason. So we have the ability to have explosive plays against. I mean, you know, he's at Dallas Cow he's a Dallas, Texas kid, you know, grew up playing with uh Clayton Kershaw. So, I mean, you got two LA guys that grew up in the same neighborhood in Dallas. So I'm expecting great things from him. And I think he'll be successful in getting that first playoff win this year. Me too, man. And you said you you just spent some time speaking with, you know, Megatron Calvin Johnson. That that was at the Hall of Fame yeah. thing. So did Calvin did did he, you know, did he give you any tidbits, any nuggets about Matthew Stafford or was just basically y'all just bantering and you just going off what you see Malcolm do. I mean, uh, Matthew do, but you know, Calvin, uh, uh, he knows about, he, he knows all about my man. Yeah. Just his toughness doc. And, and, and like I say, his ability to be on the field every Sunday, man. And, 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 and not looking and being fragile. You know what I'm saying? Like he gives you an opportunity, a chance to win every game. So you, you're not concerned what kind of performance you're going to get from him. So, um, you know, he's been that guy, made Pro Bowls, and, and just his toughness, man. That's the biggest key thing that, you know, we discussed, the toughness of Matthew Stafford. Now, this first game, is, as this season gets started, people say, you want to get up to a, you want to get up to a good, a, a, a fast start, but we've gone 3-0 and before and a couple of times yeah. and shit didn't end the way we wanted it to end. But we do want to win every game, especially, you know, uh, uh, with the Super Bowl being held in our stadium next season. Is that a different kind of pressure that you think the players are going to put on themselves because they're going to be thinking about that? Like, dang, man, we – or that can really make somebody be even more focused or they can put too much pressure on themselves. Well, you know, th this game will be – this season will be played in quarters. I mean, you got your first quarter, your first four games, and, you know, some of the great coaches in this league, Doc, they like to separate it and have the first couple of games of the season an extension of your preseason to really just feel out what the, the players that you have in your locker room and really just start to open up, man, around game three or round four. But, you know, the pressure of having a Super Bowl in your own stadium, I don't think so, man. I don't, I don't think that's uh, uh, even entered the minds of the leaders and uh, most of the veterans on the, on the squad because 
our, our division, the NFC West itself, is stacked and is loaded, man. So it's going to be a dogfight, number one, to come out the division winner out of the NFC West on this week. Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just remembering who the Arizona Cardinals pick up. Hopkins, right? They got Hopkins. They got JJ Watt. Yeah, it's gonna be a motherfucker. I forgot about them, man. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah, that's gonna be a heck of a, a, a division, the NFC West. So we gotta be ready to ball out every each and every week. I think the offensive line is gonna be good. I ain't really worried about, like I said, that offense and that defense gonna be well as well, and uh, the special teams. But uh, anything else you want to add, Isaac? Before we we get up out of here, man. With anything you got going on, man, you want to plug anything else you want to say, bro? Absolutely, man. A huge, huge shout out to one Dick Vermeil, man, for being a pro football Hall of Fame finalist, man. Um, he's had a great career, uh, still in great shape, 81 uh, years old, still moving around, him, him and his wife. And uh, just just a long time coming, for I think, for Coach Vermeil. Uh, a lot of coaches that kind of went into the Hall of Fame where I felt like, you know, Coach Vermeil had a, a better career. I mean, he's taken two franchises that were in shambles uh, when he got there and taking them to the mountaintop, a third if you count Kansas City and 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 uh, the success that they had, uh, you know, with the Trent Greens of the world and the Priest Holmes and the Tony Gonzalez of the world, uh, Dick Vermeil was the the catalyst. He was the, the 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 guy running the ship for three franchises that that, that he really turned around. So uh, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's played and he's coached in two Super Bowls. So big shout out to Coach Vermeil, man. And this be I think this be the year where we get him enshrined and uh have another addition to the greatest show on turf. And uh, you know, not only that, man, it's the, it's the, it's the time span difference, man, from when he took the Eagles and then when he took the Rams and he was yeah. kind of like out of it and just popped right back yeah. up and, and, and put some great stuff in. So, you know, shout out, salute to Dick Vermeil. I'm with you on that, man. His name should have been brought up. So hopefully he gets in man and add another, this hell, it's going to be a, damn, it's, it's going to be a lot of, it's already a lot of y'all. So might as well, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I love it, man. Anything else, brother? That's it, man. I mean, we good, man. So we got this week, this open week. And like I say, the U.S. Open is, is currently being played in uh, New York. And, man, I used to sit on my bed just kind of, you know, shaking with the butterflies in my stomach, knowing that uh, the season opener is right around the corner. So, man, uh, all the best to the ladies of the U.S. Open. Uh, the guys do your thing. But um, it's around the corner, Doc. Sunday night football, September 12th. Be there, be square. It is. I'm looking for it. one one thing. Hey, uh, Mister Mr. Sam Bruce, big, big bro, get off them crates, man. I don't want to see nothing happen to you. Get off, Samuel Bruce. Get off of them crates, bro. I do not want to. Why are you shaking your head? Because <laughs> because he'll shock you. You know what I'm saying. I always seen him as a superhero. You know, yeah. and uh, I mean he'll shock you, but I say get off him too, man. Don't. I mean, stop playing games, man. Get off them things, man. Much love, Sam. Much love. But that's yep. going to do it for this episode of Bramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. Until next week, we out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.